Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the only podcast in existence. <laughs> That's just how I'm going to open it. That's just how it's going to be from now on. I'm just going to end it right there. Uh, this is the music podcast where two friends sit together, talk about music in many different fashions. But our main fashion uh, is hats. We like hats a lot. Fan. Oh wait, not today. Don't <laughs> you don't have a hat. You, you do not have a hat on today. I don't. But we usually sit down. One of us gives the other a record that they haven't heard. Listen to it for a week. We come back here and talk about it. I am the co-host Brand. I'm here with my co-host Scott. Scott, how are you today? I am wonderful today. That's not true. It is fucking cold out today. But you're in a house, so but like you should house, be. Right. So I know. I know I'm things are rough. Out. I know <laughs> things are rough up there in Detroit, but I think you're still in a house. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's true. Uh, but <laughs> later on, when I leave the house, it will not be okay. Bundle up, baby. Yeah. Was that on that Forever the Sickest Kids record I gave you? I don't think Bundle so. Up. Gotta bundle up tomorrow, cause winter comes so fast. Something like that? Nope. Nope. I think it's on the deluxe version, probably. Oh, I didn't listen to the deluxe. I think it's called Snowed In, maybe? Gotcha. Something like that? I don't know. That was a big track for Terada. We used to get bundled up when I was living with my grandfather like and go and sit on the patio on a porch in the freezing cold snow and like one earbud each ear. Like I had one in and she had the other in. And that was one that was played, and it was a big one. That sounds miserable. Well, my grandfather always had his heat on 97 degrees. <laughs> so it was actually okay. Like, it was actually, That's okay, cool. we're just going to we're gonna cool down out here because I'm sick of sweating in the middle of winter in this house. <laughs> it was unreal. Nobody should have their house as hot as he does. Probably not. But this isn't the grandpa cast. This nope. is the podcast, Are You Listening? Today yep. we're here to talk about the album Cool Chamber by the band Cool Chamber. It's true. Before we get started, Scott, any, any, anything you had? Any, did you know anything about Cold Chamber going into this? Other just, than obviously, Des. That, that's all I knew. As far as Cold Chamber itself, I just knew the one song with the fucking Ice Cream Man video. But you also knew that Des was the lead singer. Yeah. So you 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 knew it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when this came out, I didn't know that. I I didn't know their names. Oh, trust me, I. Yeah. 
the list of other albums that came out during this time, I think is just the list of albums Scott was listening to at this time. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get into some history of the band, history of the album, then we'll get into the charts and all that. Let's do it. So please jump in when you feel necessary here, Scott. For sure. Cool Chamber was an American new metal band. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> formed by Des Fafara and Migs Rascon. R-A-S-C-O-N, and there's that little accent on top of the O. Oh, the oh, o. I don't, okay, I don't yeah. really know what that does. I'm sorry. They were formed in L.A. in 1993. Okay. Meigs described the formation of the band as, quote, your typical how the band formed story. I placed an ad, Des answered it, then Raina, then Mike. It's not that I formed the band, but the ad was the seed that started it all. That's not a typical thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. But I guess, I guess, I, I don't know when the interview would have been done, but. I mean, I imagine around the time this record came out because it was yeah. pretty big. So, yeah. So the other two mentioned there are Raina, who is Raina Foss. Uh, she's the bassist. And then Mike Cox is the drummer. Okay. So in late 94, Dino Cazares of Fear Factory championed a demo tape by Cole Chamber. Oh, Okay. This demo tape caused a huge local stir, getting them gigs at the Roxy and Whiskey A Go Go. Oh, sweet! Those are those are big clubs, huge LA clubs, huge yeah. in the rock scene. And imagine it's Oracle too. Like you have a demo out in '94, and you're playing at the at the, the Roxy, Roxy and the Whiskey A Go Go. Crazy! Yeah, that is nuts. That eventually led to Roadrunner Records offering them a contract. Okay. In 1996, Cole Chamber played the first Ozfest. Wow! And then and then recorded their debut album, Cole Chamber. So before they even recorded their album, they were out playing Ozfest. They played the first Ozfest before they even recorded their first. That's record. wild. That's that's crazy. The record's first single, "Loco," had yep. a music video produced for it. Loco, and was included as an extra after the end credits. Of D. Snyder's movie *Strangeland*. Really? So I don't think I've seen that movie either. So the the horror movie written by yeah. D. Snyder, D. Snyder, yeah, had a Marvel-like post-credit scene. It <laughs> was Loco. the music video for Cole Chambers' *Loco*. That's crazy. The band toured with. Are you ready for this? This yeah, is this is it. just like off their first record. This is what they were touring, and this is the audience they were gathering. It's gonna be the fantastic. band toured with Machine Head, Napalm yep. Death, Skin Lab, Pantera, Megadeth, Anthrax, Danzig, Downset, Faith No More, Helmet, Seven Dust, Soylent Green, and Typo Negative. I see all of those working. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cr- that's a wild. You could probably blame them a bit for getting a lot of these new metal things out there because people that were going to see those bands might not have been super into new metal. Oh, yeah, no, probably. <laughs> I mean, the one you mentioned that I was kind of like, oh, really, was Megadeth. Like, I don't see them touring with Megadeth. I think it's probably the same thing as like Anthrax is they were yeah. probably the first opener and then there was probably right. somebody in between them. But that's crazy. The album Cold Chamber released February 11th, 1997. 97. Okay. 97. The album had sales of over 100,000 copies in 97. Yeah. Selling approximately 3,000 copies a week towards the end of the year. That's crazy. I was not one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I got to be honest. I wasn't either. I was seven. I wasn't listening to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so other albums released February 1997. 
one here that didn't have a, a date and I figured out why, but in okay. February, yeah, the album all wound up by Godsmack came out. Nope. I was not. Nope. The reason there is no date is because they self-released it four times. Whoa. Before it was picked up by, I think it was Interscope, maybe. Was that before their self-titled record? This is the self-titled record. Oh, really? They released it four times themselves. Then it got picked up. They changed the art and like took out some unlicensed samples and then put it out as their self-titled. Like same track list, same everything. Really? Okay, so I did pick that up then. But it was when I bought it, it was self-titled. Yeah, that I orange did. sun on it. Yeah, yeah. This is a. This is a. It's a, If you see the artwork for this, you would be like, Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm touching that thing. But I, yeah, I drew that sun everywhere. That's like I wild. used to like doodle it all over my notebooks and like yeah, I used to draw that thing all the time. I was heavy into that record. I I definitely I got it from Columbia House for a penny. I definitely. Yeah. I one swore of that when I was old enough to get a tattoo, I was going to get a tattoo of it. <laughs> uh, the wrestler Batista, who plays Drax, we're back on the Marvel realm here, yeah. has the sun like around his belly around button. Around his belly button, right? Yeah. 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 Wild shit, man. Yeah. It's a wild, Crazy. wild choice to make. Wild I kind of want to go back and listen to that record just to see like how terrible it is now. I guarantee you Voodoo still holds up. That I bet it great. does. That was a good song. Uh, what was the other hit off that? Step Away? Something like that? Stay Away? What? Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I don't even remember what songs were on that. Yeah, I bet you that one hits too. But those, but after those two, I don't know if the record does anything. Right. <laughs> right. Although it did make me want to go listen to the one with the unlicensed samples and shit. Like, I want to hear what I'm they were doing. I'm curious to see what those would be like before they made the edits and changes. Yeah, I never thought I'd be interested to re-listen to a Godsmack record and <laughs> right doing research. I was like, you know, right. Maybe. Yeah. Also released in February 97. On February 3rd, we have Earthling by David Bowie. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I like that one. That one has uh, a Afraid of Americans on it. I think Trent Reznor did some production on it. It's really, really good. I, I have a feeling you're going to be saying that a lot. I'm telling you, this list is is albums is that me. you were listening to. This is me. I love it. See, we, we've had all these ones where I didn't know anything. Yeah. I, this, this is, is my one. time. This 97 is your real time. <laughs> Also February 3rd, the album Freak Show by Silverchair. Yep. Uh, that's that's not one I planned on giving you because yeah. it's really similar to Frog Stomp, but I love it. I have it on vinyl. It's fantastic. Speaking of things you have on vinyl, February 4th, we have The Offspring, X-Nay on the Ombre. Yeah, that's a, that's a big <laughs> one for me. That's a, that's a big one. I'm telling me. you, every one of these, most almost every one of these is insane. I was like, yep, yeah, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. <laughs> Now, I don't know about this one because I didn't. Okay. I when I hear this band, I mm-hmm. do not think '97. Okay, the album "Old Friends from Young Years" by the band Papa Roach. Really, '97. Papa Roach. '97. Yeah, I don't know anything before Last Resort. Whatever. Yeah, that we weren't. Was. We weren't cutting lives into pieces yet. That's for sure. No, not yet. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know they were a thing in '97. It, yeah, and if you look at the album cover, the album yeah. art, it it's it might be an independent release. It looks rough. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> February twenty fifth, either or, Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith. <laughs> yeah, I that told is, you that is my favorite Elliot Smith record. I told you February ninety seven. You were just locked in. That's it. Yeah. Even if you wanted to listen to this Cold Chamber record, you wouldn't have had time. I wouldn't have had time. No, I had too many records coming out. 
I do have a couple other random ones here that I'm not sure if you listen to, but gotcha. we'll figure it out. Also February 25th, Marcy Playground self-titled. Yes, that's uh, Sex and Candy. Yeah, I loved that record. You're, I did. You're locked in. Also February 25th, I'm pretty sure I listened to these guys a long time ago. I couldn't remember one thing about them. Actually, I think you're going to tell me. No, you're going you're gonna to remind me that this is Billy Joe Armstrong's band, I think. Pinhead Gunpowder. Yeah, Gunpowder. yeah it sure is. Pinhead Gunpowder with Goodbye Elliston Avenue. I don't know that one off the top of my head. Okay. That seems early for them for me. My friend had his AIM screen name was Pinhead Gunpowder with some numbers. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why that's familiar to me. And I didn't remember the Billy, the Billy Joe a, thing. He was a great right fan. Yeah. <laughs> February 25th, Power Man 5000 with Mega Kung Fu Radio. I don't know that one. I, no. I only really got into their Tonight the Stars Revolt. That's that's the big one. That was when yeah. the worlds collide. When worlds yeah. collide, man, that, that was thing a was one. a monster too. I think I went back and listened to this, and I don't think it did anything did for it me because it's. I think it sounded more like '97 than gotcha. it sounded like Power Man 5000 that I wanted. Yeah. And then the last one I have here is February 28th. Fuel for the hate game. Hot water music. Yep. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> You're on all these. I'm yeah. telling you. Dude, there's there's not- a reason. February 97 is and like I'm in heaven. I I I would bet you all the months in probably 97. I would bet I would hit on a, a whole lot of records in 90 because yeah. I was 15, dude. Yeah. Like that was me heading to Harmony House picking up whatever I could whenever I could. So you were 15. Yeah. In 97. So then my 15 year would be 2005, which yeah. probably also is a big year for me. But I I'd say if we went back and looked looked at 2005 for you, you're like, "Yep, got it, love it." I bet you, oh, I bet you, oh five, oh six are huge. Yeah, oh four, maybe a little. I'm trying to think of when I had the biggest access to the internet because that was when it really. Right. Yeah. See, all the, all of this for me that came mm-hmm. out in '97, that was all cover art or yeah. record label, like or thank yous from bands inside the jacket. Like that's how I came across any kind of new bands. Well, I mean, I was I was in that vein longer than a lot of people because we didn't really have like a computer or the Internet. So I was still going to like FYE and seeing the Static Lullaby self-titled cover and being like, I need this. I don't know what this is, but I need this. So then we move on to the Billboard charts week of February 15th, 1997. I'm nowhere near it. (laughs) At number five on the Billboard 200, we have the album Secrets by Tony Braxton. Nope. I, I have this feeling. At number four, we have Falling Into You by Celine Dion. Yeah, no, nope. At number three, we have the Evita soundtrack. No, no. And are we... That's Madonna. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love Evita. Evita's one of my favorite shows, if I'm going to be honest. Mm. I love Evita. I've never, se- I've never seen it or listened to the soundtrack. I've I've listened to the soundtrack. I've never seen the production, but I oh, love okay. the soundtrack. Yeah. And I think I I might have like I got so into the soundtrack. I might have read like the screenplay or something. Oh wow, really? <laughs> I was We're super in into the screenplay. Yeah. I was super in, or super into the the soundtrack. At number two, Tragic Kingdom, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. That's that. I mean, I was kind of there. Not a huge like no doubt guy. It feels wild to me that they were on number two. 
at 97. Not really, because they had like, there was like six hits off that record, like six singles, and all of them hit. Maybe not six, it was probably four. Number one on the Billboard 200, week of February 15th, 1997, the soundtrack Ooh. to the movie Gridlocked. What? Yeah. What the fuck is that? The 1997 American black comedy crime film written and directed by Vondi Curtis Hall starring Tupac Shakur, Tim Roth, Lucy Liu, and Thadway Newton. I've never even heard of that. No, me neither. Set in Detroit. Is it really? Set in Detroit, gridlock centers around heroin addict Spoon, played by Tupac Shakur, Stretch, Tim Roth, and Cookie, Thadway Newton. They are in a band in the spoken word genre. Called Eight Mile Road. Wow. With Cookie okay. on vocals, Spoon on bass guitar, plus secondary vocals, and Stretch on piano. Spoon and Stretch decide to kick their habit after Cookie overdoses on her first hit. Oh, shit. Throughout the disastrous day, the two addicts dodge police and local criminals while struggling with an apathetic government bureaucracy that thwarts that thwarts their entrance to a rehabilitation program. Wow. Yeah, that sounds nuts. And it looks like its budget was $5 million and it made $5.6 million at the box office. Hey, into the black. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to watch this movie, if I'm being 100% honest. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, you should be more curious because it's set in Detroit. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be grimy. But one of the most interesting things about this Billboard charts is I went down further a little bit. And at number seven, Romeo plus Juliet soundtrack. Oh, wow. And at number nine, Space Jam soundtrack. What is going on? So four <laughs> of the top ten were soundtracks. Were soundtracks. Uh, at number thir- 13, I just thought I grabbed a couple things you might have been into. Razorblade Suitcase by Bush. I didn't like that one. All right. Well, I really Bush. I only like 16 Stone. Their their first big record. I don't know if it was one, their debut. but Is that the one with Glycerine on it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that record. But anything after that just didn't hit for me. At number 27, you were definitely into this. Jock Jams Volume 2. <laughs> no, no. I bet you those songs are bangers. I'm going to look it up. I don't know that they are. I bet you they I'm are. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't know that they are. Okay. It's not good when I'm trying to figure out which is the artist and which is the song. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Everybody, Everybody by Black Box. Don't know what that is. No. CC Peniston, We Got a Love Thang. Nope. Oh, here's a good one. Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. I fuck with oh, that yeah. song. That's a big, that's a big, big song. Weird, weird input here. Los Del Mar with Macarena. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dis and Dat with Party. The Good Men with Give It Up. The Out Here Brothers, Boom, Boom, Boom. Ray Katoidi, Happy and You Know It. I think I know that Boom, Boom, Boom song. Village People, Macho Man. Okay. Are the, uh, okay, wait a minute. Jock jams, are they just songs that they play during basketball games? That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. Stadiums bought this to play during basketball games. Casey and the Sunshine Band get down tonight. Yeah, no, dude. This is I like I like to move it by the mad stunt man. What is this? Set it off by strafe. Colio, one, two, three, four, something new. Yeah, but no. There was oh no, I'm thinking I'm not thinking of Jock Jam. By the way, this this was presented by ESPN, so that does make sense. Yeah. But I was thinking of Buzz Ballads is what I was thinking of. I don't even know what that is. I had a Buzz Ballads record. I'm not even lying to you right now. When I look up this track listing, I guarantee you over half of these are going to be bangers for you. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Number one, Lightning Crashes by Live. 
Yeah, who doesn't love that song? Number two, Champagne Supernova, Oasis. Yeah, who, yeah, of course. Number three, If You Could Only See by Tonic. If you could only see yeah. the way she... Yeah, okay, I got it. Four, Glycerine by Bush. Ah, gigantic. We can probably pass five up, but I'm going to say it anyway. Doll Parts by Hole. No, no. Six, Santeria by Sublime. Yeah, I love that song. Seven, Hemorrhage in My Hands by Fuel. Yep. Eight, A Long December by Counting Crows. Yeah. Nine, Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla. Love it. Ten, Linger by the Cranberries. That is like God tier. Eleven, Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. I think Emily liked that one more than me, but it's good. It's a good track. Twelve, Runaway Train, Soul Asylum. Love that song. Like thirteen, (laughs) I'm telling you, like we're we're twelve in, and you're only like one of them. You said no. Yeah, one of them. I said no. Thirteen, till I hear from you, Gin Blossoms. Yes, I love that song. Is so good. Fourteen, here's to the night by Eve Six. Yep, that's a good one too. Shit, I need that record. What do I have to do? Stabbing Westward. I only know one Stabbing Westward song, and it's not that one. Out of my head by Fastball. Don't know that one. I know. I know. It's another thing. I know one Fastball song, and I don't think it's that one. It's been a while by Stained. Yep. Who doesn't Jumper, know that song? Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Oh, yep. Magnificent. Wasting my time by Default. I don't know Default. I think you know that. Wasting my time. I'm wasting my. Oh time. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do know that one. Everything you want by Vertical Horizon. Nope. Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Uh, yeah, we talked about them already. Far Behind by Candlebox. Yeah, dude, that's that song right there is huge for me and Emily. <laughs> huge. I used to sing that to her. Like, remember, we've talked about it before. I used to sing her to sleep over the phone. Yeah, that was one that I used to sing to her like over the phone and she loved it. She might have just been like appeasing me by saying she loved it, but she did, <laughs> she at least said it back in the day. So we're 22 in and you're like 20 of these you're into already. Yeah, at least. 23, The Verve Pipe with The Freshman. Yeah, yeah, that was huge for me. 24, Take a Picture by Filter. Yeah, oh, shit. Take, filter is one that I want to bring you. I don't know if you've ever heard Filter. Uh, Probably but not, that song. Not that record, though. Their first record is what I want to bring you. 25, What It's Like, Everlast. Yeah, who doesn't know that song? Something's Always Wrong, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Don't know Toad the Wet Sprocket at all. You definitely know a Toad the Wet Sprocket song, but we're that's for another day. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if it's that one, but there's definitely one you know. They had a big hit. Okay. Uh, the World I Know, Collective Soul. Yeah, huge. Desperately Wanting, Better Than Ezra. Mm-mm. Angry Johnny by Poe. Yes. Save Me by Remy Zero. No. Easy by Faith No More. Of course. And then the one track that might turn you off, other than the whole track, is the cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. No, don't do you want to take you want, you want to take a, just a stab in the dark and guess who did this? I will tell you. It, no, actually, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just take a wild guess and I'll I, give you the answer. I have no guess, but I can guarantee I'm not going to be happy about it. Tori Amos. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I uh, see there are certain people that I like give a pass to. And she I, would be cur- I would be curious to see what she did with it. Okay. Yeah, that's so. That is Buzz Ballads Volume One. Because, There's a because whole I know she would two. do it. She would do it different. She wouldn't try to do Nirvana. She'd try to do her own thing. Her own thing with it. So I would, I, I would be curious about that one. Yeah. So there was that, Buzz Ballads Volume One for you. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fucking great. And that record actually, all those compiled was put out January first, two thousand eight. Was it really? 
2008? Nope. That's Buzz Ballads 2. Buzz Ballads 1 was put out in 2005. That's still crazy. Even crazier when I tell you what label put it out. Razor and Tie. What? Razor and Tie. What are they doing touching those songs? Put out Buzz Ballads. (laughs) Wow. I actually want to look. I want to find one now. I had the CD. (laughs) I don't know what happened to it, though. It's It's been a long time since I had it. So then, wow, we, I'm glad we just did a 10 minute commercial for jock jams and then buzz <laughs> <That's ballads. good. laughs> so moving on to the billboard hot 100. Here we go. These okay, are the, the, the songs that were the up songs. there. February 15th, 1997 at number five. Can't nobody hold me down. Puff daddy featuring mace. Was that the, was that the shiny suits video? Wasn't that all of his music videos? Yeah, well, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At number four, and I need to just set out and say all these songs by this artist need re-recorded so we can fucking enjoy them again because they are bangers. But okay. we, we can't listen to them. At least I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. It's oh, no. I Believe I Can Fly. By oh, God, no. Get rid. No. That song's so good. Ignition Remix is so good. I, somebody go do the Trapped in the Closet. They're so good. I just. I, just not they're, they're, him. We need somebody to cover them almost verbatim, like make it sound the same. <laughs> yeah, right. Like John Mayer, what are you doing? Oh. Like, let's go. <laughs> You're not problematic at all, right? Right. At number three, we have Don't Let Go, Love by En Vogue. I don't know that one. At number two, this is, this is one for me. So the, the Hot 100 was talking to me at this time. Wannabe yeah, by the Spice yeah. Girls. Oh, yep. Okay. I was into that track, man. That I'm sure. The Spice Girls movie. Whew. Baby Spice did something I, to me. I never saw it. I was always a posh guy. But you said you never saw the movie. You're no. just a posh guy based off the music? Yeah. Okay. No, just no, just based off the videos. I mute that shit. Me and a friend had a fist fight of who could have a bigger crush on Baby Spice. Really? Like, we fought in my bedroom. Like, fist fight. Like, he <laughs> left. Like, we both were crying, and he left. Wow. Yeah, there's some deep Over Baby stuff Spice, who... Like, I don't think there was a big thing about Baby Spice. You got to remember how old we were, because she was the youngest. No, I was always posh, and then probably ginger after that. I think in my later years, I became a, fu- a fan of of Scary Spice a lot. Big fan. She was she was the mid for me. Big fan. Yeah, she she was three in my ranking. And then, <laughs> I'm glad you're ranking. <laughs> and then and then at number one, we have "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton. I mean, the big, the big track. You can't, you can't hate that song. The big track from that record, obviously. Yeah. So then, Scott, we got done. We hit yeah. the, we hit, we see where we're at in music. We talked a little bit about the history of the band. I love where we're at in music. Mostly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now, let's move into it. Here Released we go. Released February 11th, 1997. It is 14 tracks, 49 minutes and 22 seconds on Roadrunner Records, produced by Jay Gordon and Jay Baumgartner. Scott, please, run me down Cold Chamber's self-titled record. Well, let's start at the beginning with Logo, the single, the only song I knew from this band before listening to this record. Mm -hmm. From the first second, I can tell that this is from the late 90s. Yeah. And I am all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the mix of Korn and Static X here. Okay. The way the way he does his vocals sounds a lot like Wayne Static. The music is sounds like Korn to me. 
This is everything I was into at 15. I love the quiet whispered vocals at the end when he does just that little, that little whisper at the end. There's a, I have a, a quote written here by Ooh. this, this writer from Chronicles of Chaos. His name's Adrian Bromley. Okay. He, comp- he compared the record to Corn and the Deftones. I have, his, I'm, I might have a, a Deftones note later on. In his review, writing that he had, quote, a hard time telling these bands apart. What is wrong with that? I hate that person. However, like Bromley noted a difference with Cold Chamber being their strong sense of groove. <laughs> okay. I hate it when, like, back in 97, I was listening to this type of music. Mm-hmm. And everybody would be like, oh, all those bands sound the same. No. They fucking don't. They no. They shut definitely your damn do not. mouth. They definitely do not. Yeah. However, I am going to say this: Cold Chamber has a lot of corn-sounding moments on this record. Yeah, and when somebody, they, who is it here? Uh, Meigs Meigs Rascon stated in in regards to comparisons to Corn, he said we take it as a compliment. Corn's a great band. Yeah. Yeah, he said people have to compare us to something. I guess he's like we also get White Zombie and Marilyn Manson a lot. I get, I can see that, but yeah. for me, I think I'm I'm a much bigger Corn fan than any of those other bands. I mean, yeah. not Deftones. We're not going to say that, but bigger than Manson or Zombie. So mm-hmm. when I hear the similarities, I hear more Corn because the the female bassist sounds a ton like Fieldy. However, she's <laughs> playing. Sounds yeah. just like him. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it also has to do with the bass tone also. I don't think yeah. this tone oh, sure. was very dominant at that time. Yeah. No, this was uh th- this bass was tuned down to dead tone um yes. <laughs> and then slapped the shit out of. And then uh about the meaning of the song Loco, Dez Ooh. explains. Yeah. It's about living in Los Angeles and just wanting to do something different and having a persona around myself where people think I'm a little nuts, but really I'm crazy for music. I was living in Los Angeles trying to come up with that environment, and it was totally devastated by hair metal and everything else. No one was going to clubs. There was no real sense of scene in Los Angeles until bands like Cold Chamber and Deftones came out in LA. He's like, so that's what Loco is about. Gotcha. I love it. I love that Loco is kind of about Deftones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> because if, I mean, if we're being honest, 97 Deftones is not the Deftones of today. No, not at all. It is it is new metal Deftones. Yeah, 100%. It's adrenaline and uh, around the fur. Yeah. Yeah. On to their second track, Bradley. Moving on to Bradley. <laughs> so familiar, Bradley. I wonder why I never listened to Cold Chamber before. I'm only two songs in and I feel like I'm back in high school as an angry outsider teen. Maybe it was the look the band had. Could have done it. Could have done it when I thought about it is probably it because I have never been a big piercings dude. Oh yeah. Des was covered. Yeah. Covered. And then I was never a big fan of like the dialogue hairdos. He had a lot of eyeliner too. Yeah. They overdid it <laughs> like almost to the point where I like it less than face paint. Okay. <laughs> Just because it seemed so so much more difficult. Like you had to try real hard to do to look the way this band did. Oh, uh, trust me. I know because guess who looked exactly like this band? 
I imagine I, you did. Scott, I would wake up every morning before school and it would take me 15 minutes just to put my chains on. <laughs> oh, man. Like I had a ch- I had like a wallet chain that went from like belt loop to back pocket on both I sides. Ha- I used to have one. I had two I chains that came from side belt loops X'd in the back and crossed over to back cross belt loops. Oh, wow. I had a chain that would go from left front belt loop to like right mid belt loop that like crossed over the front. And then I'd have a strap that went in the opposite direction. So like I had a, I had a chain and a strap on every, wow. On every belt loop. And then on like left arm spike bracelet, pyramid bracelet, sweatband up top on right, big, like six inch gauntlet. And then (laughs) like another, another big thing up here. You were doing it. And then, like, either choker with, like, the hoop on it or choke with spikes. I made my own choker. I removed small spikes off of a choker and put, like, six-inch, like, nails in it. Yeah. And walked around with that. Yeah, I was doing it, Scott. Yeah, you were. This was the same time when I would do that. I would put blood under my eyes. Oh, yeah, that we were talking about before. (laughs) Yes. So I have a feeling if you would have seen me, like, if, if somehow we were both at a coal chamber show. (laughs) <laughs> and you would have looked over and saw me you'd have been like no he's doing what is, what is this dude <laughs> he's doing too much over meanwhile there. i'd be the dude in vans jinkos and like a long sleeve shirt and a yeah. mxpx t-shirt and i would have said why the fuck isn't he at the newfound glory show 100 out of here 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> by the way i also had a trench coat that i wore around all that so yeah i was a i was that a tracks. different dude I was a different dude. (laughs) That was definitely a time. It was, it was something. It was something. Moving on to track three, Oddity. Yep. Oddity. Uh, Heavy corn feelings on this one, even to the point where the vocals on the chorus almost sound like Jonathan Davis is scatting. Okay. There's a lot of repeating in this one, but it's not getting to me. Not really. Because it's so of the time. It definitely is. And yeah. I, I'm, and I think if this album came out at a different time, I think that you were so steeped in 97 and this sound that you're able to transport back to it. Oh, yeah. I think if it was a different time and you like you didn't know that sound, I think it would be rough. Probably like if, if I if we had come up at the same time, like if, if I was a little bit younger than I am mm-hmm. now and I didn't have. Like the, I mean, we went through the records that came out in February '97. I was yeah. all, I was all in at this time. Yes. If I was seven at this time, I wouldn't have even touched any of that. Yeah. Again, I wasn't listening to this record. When yeah. I was oh yeah. I, no. I, I, and I'm gonna be honest. This, and I'll, I'll spoil. This isn't my favorite Cold Chamber record either. Oh no. I brought it to you because it was the farthest away from Devil Driver because that <laughs> you were already familiar with Devil Driver yeah. and. My favorite Cold Chamber record kind of has, it's kind of a middle ground almost. Like it feels okay. like Cold Chamber, but it also is a little more metally and kind of feels a little like Devil Driver a bit. Gotcha. Yeah. And that may come later. I don't know. Like I said, Cold Chamber sure. only has four, technically four, but three records. Oh, okay. And the third one is my favorite. Well, they, gotcha. okay. They have three records, then they have like a greatest hits almost that has like remixes oh. and shit. And okay. then they got back together in like 2015 and put a record out. Okay. So they have f- four and a weird like compilation record. But gotcha. Their third record's my favorite. Dark Days. 
And but I feel like you needed to be as far away from Devil Driver as possible. And, <laughs> and I think the time period helps you too. Like if I would have given you Dark Days, which came out just ballparking here, probably oh two oh three, you you would have been in a different mindset with what time it came out in. Right. Yeah. Whereas if we get there from here, it's like, oh, no, I see the trans. I see the, the uh, evolution from yeah, the new right. metal band. Right. Yeah. Uh, moving on to track four Unspoiled. This song brings that aggressive vulnerability from the late 90s out heavy. The I do. Do I look fine? Do I seem all right to you? Is something I felt deep uh, back in the day and even still. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Like somebody. Are you all right? Is everything okay? Do I fucking look okay? (laughs) Like, obviously, I'm not. No fear shirts. Big dog. Big dog shirts. You got to stay on the porch. If you can't run with the big dogs. I never Never. I had some I, big dog shirts. I did not. I I might have had one no fear shirt. Maybe. My my big dog shirts were just hand-me-downs. I, I was never able yeah. to go buy a new big dog shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I'm on, I'm on the hunt for big dog shirts at every I'm Goodwill. I'm sure. Yeah, every, every Goodwill. Goodwill. Every Salvation Army. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have track five, Big Truck. Very repetitive, but that was kind of the time. Yeah. Uh, the Wawa delay fader breakdown thing in the middle there was pretty fantastic i this this song gets me man i love this song so much i figured you would love this song and i don't know why i just like when i heard it i was like oh brand loves this song like because it's it's kind of dumb and it's like yeah there's so many other things you could say where it would sound so fucking ridiculous that's not big truck yeah because like it builds up and then big truck it's like oh yeah all right (laughs) okay yeah it's a it's a big truck i guess yeah i'll take it (laughs) i love it moving on to sway which for a long time i did not understand how i knew this phrase and i thought cold chamber created it (laughs) so here's okay i've heard this opening line a million times from a hundred different bands and Mm -hmm. never knew where it actually came from this is not it either no it came from Rockmaster scott and the dynamic three yeah which was an early 80s break dance club joint type Mm -hmm. sound and thing it is crazy the evolution that little phrase has had in time yeah because it's it's like tons of people have used it in tons of songs I bet you Sway was my first time hearing it. So then I bet you every time I heard it from then on, I you was like, You thought it was from there. All these people like Cold Chamber. Weird. Right. And then I still never knew where it was until doing research for this. I knew that they weren't the originators of it. Like, I knew that. Yeah. But I didn't know where it was from. But it is, yeah, you're right. It's Rockmaster Scott, the Dynamic 3. I, I had to look it up. I've heard this far too many times, and I don't know who the hell came up with it first. Yeah. So I looked it up, and then I listened to it, and I was like, whoa, this is different yep yep. not not cold chamber that's for sure yeah i I think bloodhound gang did it too that would that Um, sounds about right i I wonder if there's a i wonder if there's a list of everybody that touched it the intro to the roof is on fire is sampled by the chemical brothers in their song hey boy hey girl the chorus is interpolated in the bloodhound gang's firewater burn cold chamber sway rancid's burn quad cities Quad City DJs party over here. Yachts Dystopia. The Soka Boys follow the leader, and Bratmobile's Polaroid Baby. I feel like I've heard it more than that. Yeah, because I don't know half those names. I know, I know, I've heard it from Bloodhound Gang and Rancid, but I feel like I've heard it from other people as well. I mean, I think it was also used as kind of a 
a, co- a comedic line too in like sitcoms and shit i think maybe that's it too maybe we heard it in different mediums like i feel like it might have been in like an austin powers or something maybe i don't know yeah i'm not i'm not entirely sure but yeah i just know it's all over the place no it, yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah uh moving on to track seven first heavy corn vibes on this one uh with the whispered vocals and the doubled up vocals crazy it feels like this track could have been on life is peachy it's so much in that vein Mm -hmm. like it could have just been thrown in the middle of life is peachy and would have been perfectly at home and reasons why they were told that they were you know they're compared to corn (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's a solid comparison and corn already had two records out at this point yeah corn had their first self-titled and then they had life is peachy out already Mm mm-hmm I think Life is Peachy came out in 96, I want to say. Right. I, I think I looked it up this morning. That sounds right. Okay. I mean, I, I like it. I'm like, I'm here for it. Track eight, we have American Puto. Super short, had kind of a weird effect on the drums. Like they recorded it and then played it backwards, which was <laughs> awesome. Like I've, I've, I did that when recording one of my albums. I was, I recorded guitar and then played it backwards. And that kind of like fade into the actual drum hit on this sounded like when I reversed my guitar strum because when you hit the drums you hit it and then there's the like the sound fade after the yeah. hit but on this track the sound fade comes and then you hear the hit and then it's like and then silent. it cuts yeah, yeah. so wow. it sounds like yeah, I didn't think of that. that makes sense yeah that makes sense it's cool I love it when you do that when bands can do stuff like that like experimental stuff it's awesome next up we have track nine I this one sounds a lot like Loco. Like mm-hmm. it's very similar to Loco with the, the corn and static X feeling again. Um, mixed with a little Deftones in the breakdown there. there. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the weird little electrical effects on the guitar towards the end were unexpected and cool. I liked that a lot. I think it was all music. Steve Huey said he was reviewing the record later, I think for like 05 or something. Oh, okay. And he said that the band's bludgeoning when in doubt amplified approach was kind of endearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like if it. we don't know what to do, turn up the volume and go harder, yep. go harder. 100%. Next up, we have track 10 clock. Very repetitive, but it's like a clock. This one feels very corn like, even to the point where I thought that Jonathan Davis featured on it. And I'm sure when you heard the song, like big truck, you knew I'd love this song. Yeah. I figured you would. <laughs> I can't explain. I can't really explain why. I, I like the repetitiveness of it. Yeah. And like the same with Big Truck. Big Truck's fairly repetitive too. Oh, yeah. Clock, man. Tick, tick, tock. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Yeah. clock. Tick, 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 <laughs> tick, tock. Yeah. Good shit. Big fan yeah. of that. No, it's good. Yeah. Next up, track 11, My Frustration. I love the transition from Clock to this song where it's the, um, the time, like when you used to call on the phone to get the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a female voice that at the tone, the time will be yeah. 703 beep. I think that's a very specific group of people that did that, by the way. I don't think yeah, that was that. a big thing. I did it. <laughs> I did it. But I was, I was super young when I did it. Cause then yeah. like by the time I got a little older then oh, we all have phones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was but just, I, yeah, it's a very specific time when you're like, yeah. Yeah, I have a phone by me, like a landline, but I'm not near a clock. I don't so... have a clock. So what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I love that transition from that to uh, Des sounding like he's speaking through a phone. Mm-hmm. 
this is quite possibly the most original sounding song on the album so far. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I wish there were more songs like this one. This one doesn't like, I, I don't get heavy corn vibes from this one. I just get like, oh, this is like a coal chamber original, original. Okay. Like trying to do something different. Yeah. And I really appreciated it. So then moving on to songs that, uh, that aren't, Super original, I guess. Amir the Desert. <laughs> uh, I don't know that this one's okay anymore. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's all right. Somebody in a interview, where was it? Uh, from 2014, they did a retrospective review, and they said that it criticized Amir the Desert, claiming that the band even tried their hand at some casual racism in Amir <laughs> the Desert, complete with a quote-unquote comedy Indian accent that even the cast of Mrs. Brown's Boys would wince at. I don't know what Mrs. Brown's Boys is, but it... It looks like Mrs. Brown's Boys is an Irish television sitcom created by Brandon O'Carroll and produced in the United Kingdom. I'm going to assume that there's probably blackface involved. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess. Oh, it looks like it might be a cartoon? Oh, okay. No, I don't know. It's Because it says it's a sitcom, but I don't know what this is. <laughs> the series <laughs> stars several close friends... Uh, it adapts an informal production style, often breaking the fourth wall where production mistakes and tomfoolery, mostly instigated by O'Carroll, are edited into each episode. Despite being lambasted by critics and unfavorable comparisons to Father Ted, this is we're getting deeper than I needed to get. <laughs> the character Agnes Brown first appeared in stage plays, radio plays, books, and straight to DVDs for the sitcom. The spelling of Agnes' surname was shortened from Brown to Brown. I don't know. I, I guess we're just not smart enough to know what that means. You know, I, I that's fine. I, I can accept it and move on because I'm trying, but I'm not getting it. That's all right. While the fictional storyline is the base is the base of each episode, the program uses a laissez-faire style in which areas beyond the set, including equipment and crew, are sometimes seen as aspects of the show's production. They are lampooned with the fictional dialogue. Each episode ends with Agnes breaking the fourth wall to say goodbye. The show had a number of reoccurring running gags. Examples include Agnes's blissful ignorance of Rory's obvious homosexuality. Okay. Dermot's outlandish costumes and alliterative tongue twisters in relation to his job as a promoter and in the festive specials robotic Christmas tree that function that malfunctions on I don't know, man. <laughs> I have I can't figure it out. Who knows? Mrs. Brown's boys. I guess we're not smart enough to know about Irish sitcoms here. That's all right. Yeah, but no, it's not great. It's no. not a great song. <laughs> no. So then moving on to track thirteen, Dreamtime. Back to the very corn sounding style. I'm not against it at all. I just wish it were a little more like my frustration. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So like you were good up until then. And then once you got that, you were like, I, I know like, what they oh, can do. Man, I want more cold chamber sounding stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then the closer track 14 pig. Is this the origin of the squealy vocal sound? Scott, I'll be honest with you for at least a decade. I've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out when the first pig squeal, the first brie, if yeah. you will, was in music, because this is the first time I ever heard it. And then I went on to listen to bands like Job for a Cowboy that use it almost exclusively. Yeah. And I, I've tried tracking it back and finding the earliest pig squeals. And other than finding bands that would incorporate actual pig squeals into their right. music, yeah. I can't find it being done by an artist if, if somebody listening to this knows of a band that used the big squeals please let me know because this song in my head is the reason is the it? big squeals happened yeah. 
Yeah. And I love this it. is early for that kind of vocal. In my, in my head. Yeah, 97 yeah. is early for that kind of vocal. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird track, really weird track. That's all I have to say about it. Well, after the song Pig, it ends at 320. Yep. And then there's a minute and 41 seconds of silence. Yeah. And then there's an untitled hidden track. Love it. <laughs> and you know what it is, I'm guessing. I I just love hidden tracks. Okay. So you you, you don't I'm know old. who's talking? Well, is Des talking through most of it? I know. De- well, I have on here. I just heard Jonathan Davis. The untitled track is Jonathan Davis talking at the end. Like, that's what the track is. Gotcha. Well, so there's a it, whole bunch of studio outtakes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Uh, and I love it. And then, yeah, I was like, wait, I just heard Jonathan Davis. Yep. All this corn talk that I've been writing down about. And he's he's on the hidden track. Yeah. So this record in 2020, it was named one of the 20 best metal albums of 97 by Metal Hammer okay. Magazine. The album was put at number 15 on Krang's list of the 21 greatest new new metal albums of all time. All right. And in 2021, the album was put on the list of Revolver Magazine's 20 essential new metal, new metal albums. Yeah, I'd put it on all those lists. So then, Scott, what's your top three? Uh, we're going to do four because I cheat. All right, I'll give care. you four. Yep. I'll give you four. We're going with Bradley at number four. Bradley. So <laughs> familiar. And by the way, that's Dez's name is Bradley. I think we oh, established that before. His name is like Bradley James Dez Fafara. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So Bradley is his name. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Love that song. Great song. Okay. Number two or number three. N- number I guess. three is I. Okay. Big uh-huh. fan of I. Number two is Unspoiled. Okay. You're heavy on this front side of this record. No, because yeah. I's in the middle, I guess. And Yeah. Uh, and then number one. My frustration. Yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise. It's my frustration. Yeah. yeah. Super good track. I bet you, you could pull my four too. <laughs> I bet Big Truck. Big Truck number two. I bet Pig's on there. Pig's number one. I love that track so much. <laughs> uh, let's see. I bet Clock is three. Clock's number three. Uh, and, oof, Sway. No, Loco. Oh, lo- oh yeah, I should have guessed Loco. Sway, Sway would probably be five, though, if I'm being gotcha. honest. Uh, I'm going to be honest, though. Re-listening yeah. to this record this week. Yeah. I did not love it as much as I thought. What? Really? I think this is one where my music ADD played in. Because whenever I listened to this record before, I would probably listen to a minute, minute and a half yeah. of each track. Sure. And get really into those parts. And then be like, all right, next song. And then this week, listening to them all, it just seems super repetitive. And I don't know if I was in my head thinking like, oh, Scott's not going to like this repetitiveness or something like that. But there's a bit of me that was like, mm. like I was questioning, should I have brought in him my the other Cold Chain record that is my favorite? Right. But the fact that you seemingly liked this <laughs> feels feels to me like I can open that door for the other Cold Chain records regardless now. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's a bit of me that I was like, oh, man, I, there's better tracks. Yeah. I mean, I like some of these, but in my head, I was just like, after a minute 30 of some of these tracks, I got it. I'm good. I can move on. Gotcha. I still like it. The nostalgia is still there. Yeah. As soon as if this thing, if, when, if I ever find it on vinyl, I don't know if it's even pressed. I, I think it is. Up. I think it is pressed, but I don't think it's a lot. I feel or, like it was just a picture disc. Oh, I think there is a picture disc. I think that's because I think the second record is the one that there's not a big pressing number because I think that they were phasing out 
vinyl for a while yeah. at that point. But Scott Cool Chamber, self-titled Cool Chamber, 1997. Throne, own, phone, or groan? Oh, it's an own for sure. Own. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I fucking love uh, this record. I can't throw obviously, it because, like, there's so much new metal. And yeah. obviously, I was all over the charts yeah. uh, at this time. So, But this gives me like awesome like nostalgia vibes just from like i've never li- i've never listened to this record but yeah. the sound of this record just takes me back and i friggin love it and obviously love being it. being a such a big corn fan that you are you can't put it in a new metal throne because no. you, you love corn yeah sorry that yeah. there those first two corn records are like like top seminal like they're huge 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 for me but can we agree that in the terms of, well, I mean, even though we just heard a couple of lists that this record was on, in the terms of new metal, Cool Chamber are not spoken about enough. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, like, for sure. They need, especially to be, looking yeah. at the bands they toured with. That was crazy. They may be more instrumental in spreading new metal than some of the biggest yeah, new metal. Very acts. well could have, yeah, yeah. But I love Cool Chamber. Yeah. Uh, look, look forward to another Cool Chamber down the road, Scott. I don't know, maybe. Maybe I'll give you their second album and then we'll move on to the third later. I don't okay. know, but we'll at least they only have four. There's at least one track on the second record that I want to talk about almost at length. The, the chamber music, chamber music, the second record. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's at least one song that I want to talk about at length. So I'll have to give that one a run through and see if I'll bring that one to you. But dark days will be coming one way or the other. Okay. So look forward to that. But Scott, Cool Chamber wasn't all you were listening to this week. What's your oh, record of the week? Really, really wild. Oh, no. I was like, yeah. I was listening to the new Bruce Springsteen soul cover record called I'm going to step away and let you continue to talk about this. I'm going to take a step away and I'm going to walk it away is, from my computer. No, it's it, it was crazy. I didn't realize it was covers until I heard a Commodore song. That's how I was with that Devil Driver covers record. Yeah. Yeah, is is wild. It's absolutely nuts, but it works. I, I thought it was all right. I was happy all to right. listen to it. Like, and then the funny thing is, like, I when I realized it was a cover record, I was like, "Oh, this is just gonna be like a one time listen." But then, like, I found myself like wanting to listen to it more. Going it back, was, it was really, really weird. It was need a really more the boss. Thing. Need yeah. more the boss covering songs. <laughs> yeah, right after listening to Cold Chamber. See, that's interesting because I listened to five Rolling Stones records this week. Oof. And like from the beginning of their discography. And yeah. if anybody knows about the, the, the Rolling Stones discography, it's not even until their sixth record that it's entirely new material. Yeah. So their sixth record. Well, there's it's by the way, I had to do more research to figure out their <laughs> discography because they have separate UK and English and American yeah. discographies. Yeah. So they had, they have, it's their sixth U S record, but like their fourth UK record. Okay. Um, Aftermath is the first record they have with all original material. And I haven't even gotten to that one yet. So that's the next one. That, that record has one of only two Rolling Stone Stone songs that I actually like. I'm going to be honest. I didn't hate any of that, but I, I've I've been on record as saying those '60s records where they're just playing each other's music, like every band is playing every just everything yeah. feels like a standard. Yeah, I just it doesn't do anything for me. And even even the records where they had four or five originals, they were so buried with all the other songs. I was like, okay, yeah, okay. And I, I I'm not hating where I'm at. I'm just ready for original material at least. 
but yeah. Rolling Stones are not my record of the week. Wildly yeah. enough, Scott. Yeah. My record of the week was brought up last week oh. on the show. Oh, that one. Yeah, we were talking about that. I don't understand how it's so good. I didn't listen to it yet. I kind of want to. <laughs> it's the album True Colors by the band Split Ends, S-P-L-I-T-E-N-Z. Yeah. It's like proto new wave pop. Like there's so much new wave in it. And then yeah. it's also poppy. And then there's like also like a punk lilt to it almost. Okay. And they're from New Zealand. It's yeah. it's a wild, wild thing. <laughs> and I guess I guess this exact record didn't come up because it was a different record and then that one wasn't available on Amazon Music. So I just listened to yeah, this that's one. Right. Yeah. This one's a later record. I think it's I think it was like a year or two later. It's a year or two later, but yeah. Man. When I tell you that the moment I finished the second song, I was on Discogs looking up copies for this record. <laughs> and like, apparently there's nine different versions, but it's like all just different cover colors. Like it's just like oh, one's okay. a purple, one's a red, one's a green. Genesis did something like that too. And I put every one of them in my watch list. You're like, let's go. Like, I was like, I, I, need, need, I need something of this right. record. Because like some, some of the tracks are super fun and happy. And then other ones are like, what's happening here? It's it's just a very interesting vibe, yeah. and I am very thankful for it. So, True Colors by Split Ends, my record. that's awesome. Yeah, I need to I need to look I need to look into that. I mean, even that there the second track, Shark Attack. It just it feels like a sci fi new wave pop song. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So, Scott, all that's left is yeah. for you to tell me what we're listening to next week. I haven't given you a hip hop record in a while. No, well, I'm giving you the self titled album from the hip hop supergroup Slaughterhouse. Okay. We talked about them in two episodes ago? Maybe. Last episode? I can't remember. Because some, oh no, it had to be something I I, ge- I gave you because it was yeah. on their list because Joe Budden put a record out the same time. Yeah. I don't think it was this record, but it was a record by them. So Slaughterhouse. Yep. Self-titled, you say? Yep. I think it's 14 tracks, 15 tracks. Sorry. Sounds like a nice uh, album to bring home to the family. Oh yeah. <laughs> good shit i'm excited and yeah. i don't want to what... talk too much about it because i'll get into it next yeah. week but yeah all right solid i'm sure that's gonna make me super happy when i'm walking in the cold later oh yeah it, it <sighs> might give you it might give you a little boost though i i've been listening to interesting things when i've been walking recently like things that i know are fast-paced and then yeah. revisiting some things that i thought were fast-paced but we can talk about that at a later time gotcha <laughs> other than that we're done so you got anything else before I part? No, no, I good. I uh, great record. I loved, I loved the, uh, the self-titled cold chamber record. It was awesome. I'm pumped. Cause it, it's a big one for me. It's it, yeah. I'm trying to think if you consider limp biscuit, new metal, then this isn't probably my, one of my top new metal records. But if I you don't, don't consider limp biscuit, new metal, then this is, I one don't, of my I, top. I think limp biscuit is just like their own thing. I don't consider them much of anything. I mean, they were considered rap metal. Like they, somebody made the distinction between new metal and rap metal. But yeah, I, I, I can see that. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Handles are at AYL pod. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Um, send us the email at are you listening dot pod at gmail.com. Go listen to the other joy road media podcasts. I was actually on an episode of the truth cast. That was fun. Scott is just all over. Just pimping I'm, us everywhere. Just I'm diving trying. between podcasts. I'm the media guy. I'm, I'm trying to get us out there. 
<laughs> the media guy. I'm, I guess I'm the tech guy then. You are the tech guy. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Long live new metal. Do it. Long live love new it. metal. Please. Are you listening? Are you listening? I think Limp Biscuit is just like their own thing. Do I fucking look okay? Long live new metal. She she was three in my ranking.